Hello, welcome to the Nerdbase Podcast. This is your host, Chris Mannix. And Dave chose it again. Yay! Dave just got back from sailing the seven seas. One sea, or one sea. One sea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the cold Atlantic. Yeah. So, so tell us about it. You, you scientist, you. Dave's okay. a scientist. Well, okay. I, I, I have, I have two prefaces here, though. Uh, it's a not too big. But number one is, uh, and I, I think I've elaborated on this a little bit before, that I can talk about what I do. But I can't talk about like specific details because technically I have to when I'm talking to media I have to go through you know like HR or some PR or whatever nonsense that I got to do there. So I could talk about the kind of things that I do. I can't really talk about this project or any projects. Okay. What happens if you talk about it? Will you have to kill us? <laughs> no, I, I lose my job. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah that would be bad. And then good. I'm not going to do podcasts anymore. <laughs> because <laughs> oh. I wouldn't I won't afford the internet <laughs> uh, the second thing is that and this is part of the story as uh, so I was out on uh, I was out on a fishing vessel for uh, for six days and uh, about day two or something like that one of the fishermen comes in he looks like shit and uh, he's he's clearly got a nasty cold and one by one all the other crew the crewmen, you know, started getting it, and uh, I was the last holdout, so uh, <laughs> I got I got sick on the last day. So if I cough or something like that, it's because as one as this one fisherman Bobby put it up, he goes uh, he goes, ah, the the fucking plague is going around. It's a fucking plague ship now. Nobody's safe. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> I think so. There were. Uh, Four, uh, four, five, six. There were seven of us on board, and I was the last to go. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is that you got sick from a bunch of semen. You got it. You got it. Yes, it was. Okay, it was. It was. It was everywhere. No, I honestly didn't see that coming because and no, coming. Yes, Dave, I know. Joke there too. How did you not see it I coming? Be- the semen. Because get it. <laughs> because. I think if if fishermen or navy guys or whatever just giggled about that all day, they would be the lamest people on the face of the earth. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, we're a boat of seamen. <laughs> doesn't even happen once. Never, show. never heard that joke. <laughs> never. Anyway, so I was I I was out doing research. Uh, we were using a fishing vessel. Uh, we were testing some gear. I'm not going to go into details about that, but it's essentially you're doing something close to fishing, you know, like like uh, commercial fishermen doing. And uh, my God, those guys! <sighs> like I I do this these kinds of trips a few times a year usually. This year it looks like it's going to be a little bit more, but. If I had to do this, like, to make a living, I don't know how they do it. It's the hardest job in the world. It just kills me. I, I'm worn out. I'm sick. This. Well, you're, you're one of the guys who played, uh, watched and played that ex- with that extreme fishing TV show, yeah. and then made the game basically. Yeah, yeah. The game was it was it was so buggy that game, but it was really uh, the deadliest catch uh, game for the 360. I don't, I'm sure it came out for other systems too. Um, 
Deadliest Catch, you know, I watched it the first three seasons, and it was a lot of fun. And it got a little stale, but that's, you know, that's Bering Sea fishing. That's super-duper hardcore. You know, those are nasty, nasty seas. Um, but uh, the, the video game, it had its charm, and I, I think I bought it for, like, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. And you bought it probably, you bought it for something really cheap too, right? No, I didn't buy it at all, but I'm not going to touch that. I have no interest. Uh, It was a good concept. Actually, they rendered the water really good and everything like that. But it was just kind of like it it needed more professional game maker experience behind it. And the thing that drove me crazy is at the time I didn't have a high definition TV. And you know how a lot of games have that super small text? Yeah. You know, that you cannot see on a regular TV, <coughs> on a non-hot... Dead Rising! <coughs> yeah. Dead Rising. It, like, this game relied on that text. You couldn't deal with it. It was impossible to deal with unless you had a high-definition TV. I should pick it up and put it in again now that I do have a high-def TV. I haven't played it forever. Oh, you still have Probably. it? Probably. I, I, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> it... I don't know. I, I sucked at it, though. Like, you know, because all the ships are sort of competing each other to catch, uh, you know, King Crab and a Paleo Crab. And I was, like, last place. I would, like, my ship was just a wreck. <laughs> I would, you know, break down constantly, and I just had to keep going back into port. <laughs> I was a terrible fi- I am a terrible fisherman. That's why I leave that hard stuff to the experts. But, yeah, got some good research done on this last trip. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it, it it's a- anything you can talk about? Did you uh, find a giant squid of land? I, f- I got I got found a little baby octopus this time. It was adorable. <laughs> it was a cute little. Did you keep it? No, I threw it overboard. I wanted it to live. Oh, it probably got eaten by a seagull as soon as I threw it over. Probably didn't even hit the water. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how far out did you go? Uh, we uh, uh, we were working. Uh, Northeast of Boston, we left out of uh, Boston, and uh, again, I don't want to go into like those sorts of details and stuff. But we were working in a particular fishery um, in pretty deep water, and uh, we were were testing gear. We were testing experimental fishing gear and to see what works best to do this and that. And uh, yeah, we had some, we got some really good results and stuff. You know. it kills you to do it. It's just you got these huge long days and everything just wipes you out completely. Even if I wasn't sick, I'd be totally like totally wiped out. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else to say about oh, that? Well. <laughs> we just kill the whole of five minutes. You're like, hey, we'll talk about my fishing trip. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, that'd right, be awesome. Well, okay, I, I can tell you this. Like, okay, so when you go out on these trips, they usually designate. Uh, one of the fishermen is the cook, and he might get paid a little bit differently. You know, he's got the responsibility of also cooking in between doing other stuff, you know, working out on the deck and stuff like that. And this cook was the greatest fisherman cook I've ever been on. This guy, and I'm not joking about this, made us a Thanksgiving turkey dinner. Uh, it was He made stuffing and potatoes and cranberry, and he cooked an entire turkey. It was amazing. That was just one of the dinners. It was it was fantastic. That's kind of it awesome. is. And then and then after you uh, and then you know after these huge dinners that this guy makes, then basically you head right out to sleep. <laughs> and that uh, you know that's why a lot of these guys get these giant bellies on them and stuff because <laughs> you're sleeping right after eating these gigantic meals. 
Nice. Yeah. Like, there's a lot much else to do, I'd imagine. No, this boat didn't even have any, like, it, it, it had a TV, but a non-working DVD player, so essentially a useless TV. So, <laughs> I had to read. Oh, my God. <laughs> my word. Yes, I was reading a book, Snow Crash, which is a really cool... Uh... My favorite. Oh. Didn't I give that to you? No, no, Rob, my brother Rob told me to read it. I'm loving it. I've, I've never read it before. Oh, I can't believe... I've read it, like... Five or oh six times. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm, to- I'm totally it? into it. It's totally cyberpunk. You know, it was written in 1992, so, you know, kind of before the internet kind of, you know, takes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, internet as we know it takes off anyway. Um, but it, it, it's, man, it, it's badass, this book. I, I, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm about halfway through it right now. Half, well, about, like, what, what part did you just... Spoiler okay. alert. If you, if you don't want to know, but if you haven't read Snow Crash, well, first off, shame on you. Right. Uh, and if you have no intention on shame reading on it, uh, I don't want to be your friend. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it okay. right now, so you might want to fast forward. Okay, well, don't... Uh, I'll give it literally one minute. Uh, okay. Wait. Don't give away anything from me, though. Okay, I just want to know, you tell me what just happened. What's the last okay. thing you read in the book? And we will start at the 9.30 mark. So, okay, tell me. Okay, so essentially, he's uh, he's talking to the librarian who's going through the entire Sumerian religion connection and Judaism. Which stuff. Is awesome. and it's really cool how they're doing it. That's fair. Yeah. I, I love the connections they yeah. make with all that. Yeah. So, and and the character YT is now working for the mob, and she she just mm-hmm. got saved by that guy in that giant fucking. Batmobile from uh, Uncle Enzo, right? Uh, no, no, it's uh, the guy that Uncle Enzo sends to, to help her out. Um, right, right, and right. It's like this this totally freaky guy. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait. Shh, shh. All right, we did thirty okay. seconds. We we went over. All right, I know, I know where you are. Okay. I know yeah. exactly love where it. you are. Love, love it. It's really good. Yeah. Did you tell people to? It's, it's, oh, okay, you told people thirty seconds, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how intelligently that book it was is. written, man. It was just. Oh. It is. It it really it hits like, like not just. The cyberpunk culture. What I love is the style in which it's written. It's written really fast-paced, cyberpunky, and then it also kind of the character, the main character, kind of takes you back into kind of like a like a political science sort of aspect and historical aspect, and it's it slows down at that point. It's the writing matches what they're and doing. Theological. It's it's really wonderful. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I it, it's, it's made to be a movie, and I very rarely say that about books. I felt the same way, but I think I just don't think it could possibly be made into a like. There's no way that would happen. Yeah. There's, there's only one way that that could happen, and as if they did a Lord of the Rings, separated it into three books, and hit every fucking. Because if you leave even the smallest thing out in that, it just weakens. Yeah, it. yeah. It, you know, it's just there's so many interesting characters, so many there is amazing things that really make that book what it is it's it's the big trouble in little china of <laughs> it's really novels. cool and actually i want to say one other thing that's not a spoiler for people is uh it's basically there's two main characters in the book and each chapter goes back to the perspective of the other character and the stories keep leapfrogging each other so like the first character will do something and then the, it goes into the second character's story and it it backtracks a little bit so it it might it, those two characters might run into each other and it'll show it from the other person's perspective, 
and it's written in a kind of a different way. It's really creative. It's 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 almost got like if you were to make a movie, you'd have to do it almost like the movie Memento, where like it keeps jumping mm. a little bit here and there, you know. Yeah, well, G- Gibson does that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which he does it really successfully. I mean, yeah. I love William Gibson, yeah. and this book is obviously a uh, a nod to him. Yeah. On a lot of on a lot of respects. Uh, yeah. It's it's. I always said it's like. If Shadowrun were made into a really <laughs> yeah. good fucking But no game. elves. Fuck the elves. Fucking. Yeah, no, no, no. More, more uh, sh- Shadowrun uh, laid in quote-unquote reality. You know, uh, you know uh, I give Shadowrun credit for being, like, the role-playing game that, like, for whatever reason, that's the one that stood out in the cyberpunk role-playing game genre. But, I mean, Cyberpunk 2020 was even better, and it didn't have elves. I mean, why are why wasn't people why weren't people playing that one instead? And by the way, I happen to like the Shadowrun uh, game for Xbox, even though yeah, I, I know. It, it, it's fun once you get into it. It's just hard to get into. Old game, yeah. I know. If you can find people that that play, find teams, and you kind of get into it, it's kind of cool. You know, basically, it, basically, you shoot them up. <laughs> it's a good game. You never gave it a chance. You and never played Deadliest Catch I and Shadowrun. Oh, what are you playing now? What, what games are you playing right now? now? Yeah. Uh, nothing. As soon as I have a couple bucks to spare, I'm going to get Bioshock Infinite mm. and the new Tomb Raider and, uh, other things. Yeah. Um, oh, geez, there's a new, uh, Bethesda game out, too. I, I... Uh, Dishonored? Was Dishonored the Bethesda? I don't know. Uh, I want to play Dishonored. I, you know, Richard, I, I played the first Bioshock, and I liked it. Okay, you know, I enjoyed it. It was, it was done well and everything. I think Richard said it best, though. He said... You know, in video games, I like being on edge. I just don't like being on edge all the time. <laughs> Which was very Bioshock. You still there? Oh, yeah, I, I, you're, you're sort of breaking up. No! Say something. Okay, what? okay that's better. <laughs> no, I had my uh, mic. I muted my mic because oh. I was grabbing my keyboard. Oh, that's, that's why everything went <laughs> silent. Uh, yeah, I, d- I, d- I didn't want everything to be all wonky. I was like, all right, he's talking for a minute. <laughs> uh, I wanted- There's another game that I actually wanted to ask you if you saw all the commercial for, but I cannot currently remember the name mm. of it. I have to look it mm. up. The uh, the games that I'm playing right now, I'm I, uh, I'm backtracking a little bit. I'm catching up on things. I'm playing Portal 2, which I absolutely love, of course. Oh, isn't it great? It is really great. I, I'm at the part where I'm, I'm way past the part where you think the game is over and you're approximately halfway through the game <laughs> and you kind of go retro super retro you know mm-hmm. and uh they've introduced uh the three color slimes now so it's kind of cool and uh you know i'm also backtracking on uh naruto shipping in ultimate ninja storm 2 Oh, you know, that's it's the fighting game one, right? no actually it's it's you know i i played the first two naruto games and I loved them. You know, they were kind of very role-playing-esque slash fighting. You've played them, right? Uh, I played the first two. Oh, yeah, the first two, right. And then nobody gave any... Like, I never heard anyone talk about the next one, or I heard people say that it was a fighting game. But no, it's it's right. story. It's story, uh, you know, role-playing. Uh, it's, it's similar to the others, but it's done a little bit different. I don't know if I like it more or less. For some reason, it confuses me because... Shippuden 1 was only put out on the PlayStation, but that was a mixture of the first two games within the Xbox. So when I finally figured out that 2 was the next part of the continuation for the Xbox, I bought that. 
and now there's three out, I think, and maybe another one. So I got to catch up. Um, and it's good. I, I enjoy it. It's I, I'd say I like the last Naruto game a little bit more, I think. But, you know, more the same kind of thing. It's good. You know, it follows the anime storyline. Are you up on the uh, on the manga? I am. I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I I love Naruto. I I think it's good. I I, you know, wish it would get to the end now. I'm. You know, a- any any uh, random <clears throat> anime like hardcore anime geeks listening to this are probably like, oh, you fucking love Naruto. You fucking five. No, no. It, well, that just means they haven't actually watched it. It's a really good. It, it, you know. No, I I, I love yeah. you know me. I love it. I know you like I, it. I, I got you into it, didn't I? Uh, no, no. Richard got me into it because he he introduced me to the anime, but you got me into the manga. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. I I, I wasn't that big of the. No, I, I actually the anime got way better later, and I, I don't watch the anime anymore because the manga is a lot faster. But and yeah. I and I and well, I don't I like started, the filler shit. I started watching the anime on Hulu, uh, just because I've been watching a lot of shit on Hulu. You, wait, you watch it in English? <laughs> it's on. No, 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 no. The Hulu ones are uh, dubbed. Dubbed or subtitled? Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm su- sub, yeah, sub, okay. sub, 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 sub. Yeah. yeah, it's about to slap, kill me slap there. you through this mic here um, oh boo 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 <laughs> watch it in English so I don't have to read <laughs> see man oh, I, I can't remember I wish there, there's a game coming out for Xbox it's like the last one or something The Last of Us maybe it's The Last of oh, Us oh no I, you know um, th- there's no real games on my radar right now um, you know I, I well I gotta talk about Assassin's Creed but you know when you're when when you're done with your thought. Oh, you can go ahead and talk. Okay, I'm trying to remember the so, name of the game. They they, yeah. sh- they showed. Uh, okay, when the Last of Us, I believe, it is. You know, I I I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna read up on that okay. one real quick. I'm gonna I'm rant. Talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna rant to go whoever's ahead. listening. You, you, okay, you go, thank boy. You, thank you. So okay, I I <laughs> recently finished uh, Assassin's Creed Three. I love the Assassin's Creed games. Um, one I, I enjoyed, you know, and I, I love the setting and it felt like, you know, you were really, they really captured that time of the, you know, kind of, uh, Damascus and Jerusalem, you, everything felt solid. It was really cool. And, uh, then they go in, in two, they go into the, uh, 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 the Renaissance and right. It's in Rome and all sorts of other places, France and stuff. And again, you know, you're at the Colosseum and everything feels like, it's solid because guess what? A lot of that stuff is still there. And then in three, it takes place in the American Revolution. And like the tallest thing you climb in that to get perspective is like an old wooden church, which probably doesn't exist anymore. It just, yeah, it's so lame. Or like, okay, you climb a tree. Ooh, hey, guess what? I'm going to climb another tree in a minute. You know, it's. It's really lame. Like I get what they were going for, but the main the the character I don't know how many people play it, but essentially it's a character that takes place in present time that's going back into his DNA's memory and reliving his ancestors' adventures. So the main character is in like New York or something like that. So eventually his ancestors have to come to the United States. They really fucking jump the gun by putting it him in the Revolutionary War because everyone is so stuck up boring in America. You know, in, in 
Renaissance, there's loose women everywhere, people partying. It looks like, you know, you could romanticize it a lot, but a lot of it, a lot of fun times there, too. And then the Revolutionary War is all about politics and religion. I never thought American history was particularly interesting, except if you get detailed into the wars and stuff. But so, uh, and, and I think uh, three is a buggy game. And I got to say how I knew it was going to suck is I pre-ordered it, I got the metal case for it, and I was waiting for the game to come in, and the game comes in, and I open it up, and it's a two-disc set, just like some of the Assassin's Creed's are, and I opened up my metal case, and guess what? One disc holder. That's how I knew that game was going to suck, because they gave that little thought to that. I'm done. (laughs) So, uh, you're upset then? I... I just, I just think they, they, they jump like it, okay, you know you, between the Renaissance and Revolutionary War, there's a lot of history that happened. You could go to a lot of interest. You could go to Russia at that time, you know, before communist Russia, and it would have been a really interesting story, for instance. Or you could have even gone to East Asia, you know, and done some of the interesting things over there. And then if you got to get to the United States, you go 1930 Chicago in a later game. 1930 Chicago would have been just how much fun would that have been you know doing a be an assassin in the 30s that'd be rad yeah but how how are you going to dress up in the pseudo ninja gear just, in 1930 Chicago whatever you just change the costume that's cool I'm, I'm down with that you don't have to wear the same outfit for you know Nobody two centuries in the 1930s <laughs> two millennium what yeah well okay it- you could wear a white fedora I don't know <laughs> Come on, white. I don't think that would. White fedora. That'd be neat. Ah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I'm just thinking that they. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, okay. I mean, they're obviously going to gonna keep it going. You know, they, they didn't wrap yeah. up the story. But they knew they made a mistake because guess what? Number four is going to take place before number three. That's how they knew they blew it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they're going backwards. Assassin's Creed 4. Oh, wait, I missed something. Yeah, it, it's, like a, it's like a Star Wars prequel. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So, the game I was thinking of—it's—it's it's coming out. It's called The Last of Us. Um, it's yet another of the sort of post-apocalyptic type of games, which I've been long, sort of worn out on. <clears throat> but uh, the thing that interests me is a, it won crazy awards like all over the place, uh, which is always a decent sign. Not if not always, you know. A good sign because sometimes you know things win awards and then they actually come out and they go, "What the fuck did this win for?" But um, what interests this game about uh, what in, was it, what I find interesting about this game is the quote unquote zombies, like the monsters that you're going up against are they're uh, they're, they're like post apocalyptic mutant zombies infected by a fungus. Okay, that makes sense. So they're they're, they're like these monstrous fungi people. Now, there was an old, like, 1960s, maybe early 70s Japanese horror movie called... Bio-Zombie. No. (laughs) You gave me Bio-Zombie. That was like... Yeah, that was like in the 90s or 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) This this, this is called Matango, the Mushroom People, Attack of the Mushroom People. Uh, I... it, It was a really hard movie to find. And, like, I had seen... 
you know, write-ups on it and, like, all these horror zines when I was growing up and could never find a copy. Nobody ever had it. So, long story short, um, I was I was going through a, a DVD bin at a horror convention and I was like, holy shit, fucking Matango, I forgot about this movie. And this is maybe a year ago. So I bought it and then, you know, it got put on the stack and I never watched hmm. it. So when I actually moved into the new apartment here... I was putting all my DVDs away, and I'm like, oh, shit, let me sit down and watch this. So finally, I sat down. Yeah, does it hold up? Watch my... Does... No. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a really weird sort of tripped-out horror movie. Like, it had to be one of those, like, those like you know, 1970s, like, Grindhouse, get stoned or, or drop acid and go watch a movie and be freaked out by it, because I could see, like, druggies getting freaked out by this movie. Nice. But, like, when you're... It's it's just this, the pacing on it is weird, and the movie itself is just so trippy and bug so out. So mu- mushroom but zombies, mushroom zombies. That's the bad guys. More or okay. less, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, actually, if there um, is a, poca- po- a post-apocalyptic nuclear apocalyptic, po- is that like a poke- yeah. post post-apocalyptic that's, Pokemon? Yeah, that's it's the Pokemon, Pokemon takeover. <laughs> the the, the pokelips. <laughs> <laughs> the po- pokelips. <laughs> Newton, I call you. <laughs> you know, um, if, if there's a nuclear war and we go to a post-apocalyptic world, you know who got it right? Nuclear? Uh, Miyazaki with Nausicaa. Because it's going to be funguses that take over the world just to t- detoxify the earth. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, you know, you're probably I right. I mean, yeah, mushrooms make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, you know, good well, Miyazaki movie. His first Miyazaki movie, I think. Right? Is it I really? Think it's his, I think it's his first big production. Actually, you know what? I think you're, I, I, I actually think you may be right on yeah, that. I have to look that up. Because later on, he, he sort of took like a more, you know, modern day kind of, hey, let's let's talk about less science fiction-y things. I think uh, Nausicaa like, was one of his first creations in a very sci- sci-fi world and everything. Very cool. I remember seeing it in grade school. They showed it to us like as an after-school special once because... It's got environmental overtones, undertones, overtones. I don't know. It's environmental. Yeah, one of my te- sorry. One of my teachers who was really cool. I mean, he he learned that I was into like all kinds of crazy anime. He's like, he's like, here's a movie you gotta watch. Uh, as your teacher, I can't tell you to watch this. Uh, I'll suggest it, and I say you may find it interesting. It's pretty historically accurate, and it's a very powerful movie. And uh, he gave me a Barefoot Gen. Did you ever see that? No. It's uh, I think that's what it was. That, was. Was it Grave of the? Uh, was it Grave oh of the my Fireflies god! Or for Jen? Don't okay. Wait, I, I gotta I gotta oh, interject. I gotta interject for a second. Well, okay. Let me finish okay. first. Let me finish. Hold that thought. So this is a movie about uh, this kid during uh, right after during and after the bomb hits. It's Hiroshima. Grave of the Fireflies. It, it is yeah. Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Don't I, I, I gotta cut in? I'm sorry. I gotta cut in. All right, all right. You can tell people about this, but this is one of those movies where I will tell people, don't watch this movie. It's written well, but it is one of the most depressing fucking movies I've ever seen. (laughs) It's like, you ever watch The Road? The Road is one of those movies where it's like, eh, technically it's a pretty good movie, but why would you watch it? It just, you you just don't feel like a better person for watching it. Don't watch it. But go on. (laughs) Well, that's it, really. It's very. It was just a very honest and truthful movie. I mean, that's like, that's what happened to people, you know, yeah. during. 
It's just it was just fucked up. The it scene is. when the bomb hits and you just see a little girl just dissipate. Like the animation was just so graphic. The animation is really good. Um, it, this this is the one that just so we're talking about the same one. It's about the kid and, and her his little sister. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's about a kid and his little sister living in a post-bombed Japan, and it's just it's just depressing. It's like depressing. It's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. I wish I didn't watch it. I don't know. Well, I'm glad I watched it. Okay. <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah. It's this is it's actually something I've been thinking about lately. The old anime. It's like they just. They don't make them like that anymore. You, you know, you know which anime I've been thinking of kind of recently that, uh, What's that? I kind of miss it. I, I do got a copy of it somewhere. Riding Bean. Remember Riding oh Bean? Oh my god! Riding Bean was a great. Loved it. Wow. It, I, I, it's it was like a short anime. It was about I don't know. Like I think it was about some bank robbers and the one of the bank robbers' awesome car, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You ever see that Miyazaki? I don't even know the name of it. It's about the 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 Tanukis, you know the the uh, the raccoon characters. You ever watch that one? Um, no. It's essentially it's it's about you know the raccoons with the giant balls, right? But Miyazaki like highlights their testicles, and they could do all this sort of magic with their testicles. Like they could like <laughs> turn them into carpets and. They could fly with their testicles by like, like pulling them out like kites. <laughs> like who can't? Well, I, I'm I'm trying, but I mean, when, once you get to a certain age, <laughs> <laughs> there's not much else to do with them. <laughs> you could, you know, use them to keep time when you're playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Oh, but yeah, I actually just recently watched uh, Black Magic M sixty six. I don't, I don't know what that is. Ah, uh, it's awesome. It's a uh, God who did? Oh, uh, I can't remember. His, I'm have drawn a brain fart on the name. I think it's the same guy who did like, um, area not area not, um. Oh gosh, what was the one Battle Angel Alita? Oh, okay, Gunnam. Yeah. Oh, which is also my favorite. Cool. Did you know that James Cameron has been for years wanting to do an Alita movie? <laughs> he wanted to make a live-action Alita movie. The, the, that was like his goal, and he was talking about that for a good ten years. You know, uh, it's very. He said he was going to do it right after Avatar, but after Avatar, he's like, you know what? I'm done. Making you know, <clears throat> it's it's pretty difficult to find a good uh, anime turned movie. You know. Like Speed Racer, Speed Racer, amazing! Ah, okay. We uh, Chris and I have talked about this many times to each other, but this is one of the most underrated movies ever made. It is just so much fun, and if you're looking for a story, well, it's got about the same story that Speed Racer has, almost none. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It it plays on that. That is an incredible movie. I love yes. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I recently watched, in, and I was in the process of writing a thing for Nerdbase, I recently watched uh, the Rurouti Kenshin live-action movie. Oh, I still haven't watched that. It's It's got a lot of really good positives. I'd give it, like, if I'm going on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a good 7. You know, it's yeah? it's it's up there. Yeah, it's the action is good, but I'll say the 
best thing about it, and I will talk about this in the write-up, is the casting. They freaking I, I nailed it. That. They nailed it. Every character they nailed. It was that's awesome. Like every character, it is great, uh, and they essentially took one of the early Rurouni Kenshin storylines, uh, or a few of the early Rurouni Kenshin storylines, and they condensed them, so they they fit a lot in. But it, it it's I, it's hard for me to say how somebody that's not a Kenshin fan would like it. Um, I imagine they they'd enjoy the action at least, and it's it's fun. If you're a Kenshin fan. Definitely see it. It's well done. You will enjoy it. I think you will enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And I and Kenshin is my favorite anime. Again, thank you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> we thank Richard for a lot of things. <laughs> we thank Richard for this food that we eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would work. Okay, I would, hey, oh, you know what? Another. This is a tie into Snow Crash, by the way. Snow Crash made a great point. At one point, it gets into religion, or a few points, it gets into religion, and it talks about uh, Judaism in this uh, kind of uh, cyberpunky world. And it makes the point. I'm a Jew. I mean, I'm Jewish. I'm not. I'm not a good Jew, but I am a Jewish. <laughs> not a good Jew. At all. I, as my as my brother would say, I'm Jewish. anyway so they make the point that judaism actually isn't monotheistic in a religion it's monolateral because god says you don't worship any other gods doesn't say that there aren't other gods it says just don't worship him i thought that's a really cool point so i'll I'll worship Mm. richard richard counts interesting oh richard please look favorably upon us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> don't slap like, us with your mighty okay i'm gonna to try to keep this more pc <laughs> wait hold on huh? <laughs> that was why richard <laughs> <laughs> yeah no R- richard has richard has certain mannerisms since, one of my favorites since, since richard isn't on the podcast today we, we're gonna sit here and do our impersonations of richard <laughs> What when when Richard? It, it is what it is. Okay then. Uh, when <laughs> when Richard goes to a diner, he always looks at the menu, and he he looks at what he's going to get to drink, and he always says, uh, "I think I'll have the strawberry daiquiri." <laughs> yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. He does always orders a strawberry, but he has to think about it beforehand, and we all know he's going to get it. <laughs> we love I you, Richard. Like, his girlfriend the other day posted on Facebook. She's like, hmm, I don't know if I want falafel or sushi. I think I'll have to ask Richard to make up my mind for me. And I was like, well, you, that's basically saying I want sushi. sushi because <laughs> you know each and every time. You can ask Richard that question a thousand times, and he'll, add, he'll, he'll want sushi every time. He's a guy that – Even after he gets sick of it. I just can't actually ever picture Richard eating falafel. <laughs> you know, for, for as, you know um... – as, as said in his way and his in certain things, he, he has – he's very forgiving of movies, isn't he? <laughs> he is very forgiving he's very, of movies. Yeah, he is. I still trust his opinion, but too. he's very forgiving. I do too. I do too. I know if he thinks it's crap, it's definitely crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If he doesn't find a redeeming, a, a redeeming value in the film, there is no redeeming value in the film. So who else can we talk about since they're not here? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, one day, one day when you're not here, uh, we're just going to trash you. I, I don't. I I would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> See, because well, here's the thing. Like, it, it's a, it's a weird thing, and me, all my friends, we all have impersonations of of each other, but nobody ever does an impersonation of me. Hmm. And I'm like, so do you guys have an impersonation impersonation of me you do when I'm not around? They're like, uh, no, no. Not really. Just you. We see a dude a lot. Whatever, dude. Like whatever, it. dude. That's it. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. That's it. Yeah. That's that's your. You... That sums up your entire personality right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, and you 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 say yeah after a lot of statements. Yeah. It's like so. So we're going to the diner. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know what? That's kind of funny because I I never knew that. I really didn't. Maybe I'm Canadian. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. I have no idea. Yeah. More recently, I've been meeting a lot more new people and stuff, and they've pointed that out to me, and I'm like, "Really, I do that?" Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know okay. I said yeah a lot. So you just told me that. I learned something about myself. Just now. Aww. Just now, I did. This is a very special podcast. <laughs> it's a very special nerd base. Chris and Dave learn things about themselves. I think we just got a title for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I have cancer. Oh. oh. Oh, <laughs> but I'm better now! Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the, the the cold knocked it out of me. <clears throat> the, the, the plague, uh, the cure for cancer. Get a cold. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you want to hear any more about the yes. boat? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did it float? Was it on water? It did. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think. There, I'm, were there I, any rough seas? Did you hit a storm? We did. We, we had about fourteen foot seas, which for me is a lot. I typically will get seasick when things get like that, and I got seasick on this trip too. So, um, did the guys all make fun of you? No. You know what? I actually hit it this time. I don't think anyone saw me get seasick. Because I could feel it coming, and then I, you know, bleh, a couple times, and I'm okay. <laughs> Lost my breakfast, and that was it. Went on with my day. Did you, did you go over the rail, or did you just, like, do it, like, uh, on the deck? No, I had, I had my head in the toilet. <laughs> oh. It was a big boat. I think it was about a 90-foot boat, so there was room for that. But um, Wait, toilet? You're out at sea. You don't just, like, lean your butt over the rail? I, you, 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 not in a 14-foot sea. I'm, I'm go over in that... You probably actually. Um, well, I mean, do you want to get this graphic about it? I mean, that's more like a fourteen foot bidet. If if you got it, because <laughs> a lot of a lot of these toilets don't have a good pressure in them or anything. So guess what? You got to use the bucket. Oh yeah, bucket the bucket. Open a bucket. Oh really? Yep. Out in sea. Yep. Fun times. Fun times. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Now what do you do with it? <laughs> oh, we just mix it into the fish and you know no <laughs> you, you 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 clean the bucket you put it into the briny blue so, yeah you, so you put it in the ocean then that's right i mean oh my god i share i share myself <laughs> you're filthying the ocean with your poop. i got oh, i got okay i got a boat story now i i worked on this one boat in virginia and this boat was just a top the fisherman was the grimiest guy I've ever met and he had a grimy dog that went out with him his boat was a tub it stunk it was it was miserable small kind of a small boat and this guy 
normally on in this particular fishery, people would hang their butts over the sides of the boats. That's what they did down there. Okay. Okay. This guy was so dirty. This is what he did. He would wait until we got back to dock, and I make I I, I shit you not. He would no. he would walk onto someone else's boat and poop over the side of their boat. No way. Yes. Yes, this is this is what kind of guy this was. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting. You know, that's why the deadliest catch is a good show because fishermen are characters, man. There's <laughs> they're some of the most colorful guys. They're they're most of them are super intelligent, by the way. You know, they're, oh, yeah? yeah, definitely. They understand things that you know, deep deep understandings of the environment and stuff like that. Definitely. I mean, they know. Let me put it this way: they know they don't want to kill off their livelihood. So, right. I mean, you know, people give them crap for not being environmentally conscious, conscious, but they they have a good understanding of things. They really do. So, anyway, a lot of my job was, uh, and this is a lot of marine biology, is you're uh, catching fish, you're uh, taking measurements on them, you're you're essentially uh, measuring a lot of fish. That's the way. That's what a lot of field work consists of. Sometimes you're taking weights on fish, and sometimes you're taking lengths on fish. Exciting, eh? And uh, then the magic happens back at the office. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool stuff. Where you compare notes on the lengths and weights of fish. We do. We do. We have we have vast scientific, uh, statistical models to do that. <laughs> I could I could uh, go into depth on uh, GLMMs if you were really interested. I have no idea what that is. What, generalized linear mixed models, of course. Oh, no, that's okay. I'm all right with that. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Good, because non-parametrics is much more interesting. So, it's been a good conversation we've had here, but I think we're about at the end. (laughs) I killed it. Yes. (laughs) Yay. A very special podcast. So, And and you were sitting here worried about what we're going to talk about. Well, oh, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Are we, going, are we going to talk about that thing you showed me before we started? What did I show you? That thing you made me listen to. Oh, my. <laughs> the the nerd-based theme. Yeah, so yeah. so Chris uh, made a nerd-based theme. And I was just trying my hand at something. It, 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 you know, I... I don't know. You know, at least put it at the end of this one. How about that? <laughs> you can put it at the front. That's cool too. But this is us explaining it now. You know, it was it was adorable. <laughs> Dave thought it was really stupid in no. like what sophomore, or something. and it totally is because I've never done anything like that before. I was a little inspired by boredom and Reggie Watts and uh, three glasses of wine. So. <laughs> it, it, it was it was very cute. I don't know if it should, you know it's your call. I don't know if it should be the official nerd based theme, but it'd be cool if it was this one. Alright, well I'll put it at the end. I'll use the I'll use the regular I I pay I paid for the for the music that we use, so I I own the rights to use the music that we have. I might as well use it. But I was just screwing around, you know. It's embarrassing, but what isn't? It's it's adorable. So, it's it, all right, I'll, actually that describes you. You're adorable. Oh you. Are we gonna make out now? What do you want a response to that? No, no, not really. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> anyway, we've hit about 45 minutes worth of talk time. Wait. And we should go. We need, what, we need what, a new what? ending. Right? You didn't, you, didn't to, like, do you didn't like the ending last time. Let's come up with a better ending right now. Okay. Uh, what, 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 what? I got nothing. Okay, we're, 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 let's come up with a new ending uh, right now. How about, how, about, how about Princess Leia is the Yodel of Life? No, Donut of life. Stealing. Oh yeah, that's that's that's, that's plagiarism. You were plagiarizing before, weren't we? Oh no, I guess not. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I made my own theme song. That's true. Okay. <laughs> End on the theme song. That that works. Ah, uh, we could just say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Oh, oh, you did it this time. What? We're saying good night on a podcast that people might be listening to it. In the morning. Oh, good morning. Way to work. Good morning. Hey, your good day morning. your day is starting. This is awesome. Aren't you psyched? Yeah. Or maybe you're just on your way home from work. Good evening. Oh, thank God it's over. It's yeah, oh. it's been a long day. I'm sure you're, you deserve a break. I'm sure your wife has a roast waiting for you. And a nice cold beer. Mm. Mm. Unless you're unless you're Islamic. And then you'll have a I don't I'd, know what Islamic people. Eat or drink. I mean, outside of regular things. <laughs> I don't know. You just went to a religious aspect that I just completely have no knowledge about. What do Islamic people drink? <laughs> I think I, I think we just it, ended up like, on a little racism, racism here. I think. No, it's not racism. It's just ignorance. Okay. It's actually not even ignorance because I would like to know. Right. What do I don't? What do those people drink? No. <laughs> well, for example. It could be something akin to kosher, you know, mm. like our friend Larry is now, since he had his daughter, becoming more and more kosher and more strict to his religion. So there are certain things he does not eat and drink. Hmm. Okay, I got a, you know? I got an ending for the show then. So, so just you know, people who are of you know of Islam may have restrictions on their diet, and you may be right. Maybe they can't have a beer. I don't know. Take it easy. I, I didn't. I'm just saying. Didn't actually think you were racist. racist. I, I, I know. I know. The more you say it, the more you sound racist. You know, it's, How do I sound racist? It's like it's I like wonder. saying I have a black friend. Black friend Richard. All right. Several Asian friends too. So so if we can't say good night, we can't say good morning. We just got to say goodbye. We could sing a song. So long, long farewell, farewell. Uh, No, no, let's not do that <laughs> Oh <laughs> Oh, did, did you want to sing, Dave? Wait, I got I, if, you, if we're, if we're gonna okay. If we're gonna sing out, we have to go out on something epic Flash! Savior of the universe! That's what people want to go out on, you know, or the hawk. By the way, die. They they use that song in an Atari Twenty Six Hundred game, Vanguard. Vanguard, you're absolutely right. Okay, that was my random trivia at the end of this thing. It's been ending for a while now. Okay. No, I'm going to get yelled at by Islamic people. Thanks to you. Well, maybe you deserve it. Maybe I just deserve to be more educated in my knowledge of my fellow man. Maybe you should be learned it. Maybe I should be learned it. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and now listen to the theme song at the end of the podcast. Bye. Bye.